This is Cody, and I present to you this very important message. The views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of the host and do not reflect the official policy or positions of the host employers. Any content provided by our hosts is their opinion and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, entity, individual, or anyone, or anything, for that matter. Thank you and God bless. Hello, loyal listener, or listeners, or hi to the two of you, and Aaron's mom, I don't know, whoever's out there. Unfortunately, during this week's episode, my computer decided that it didn't want to work anymore about 15 minutes in, which means we lost all my audio. Uh, Luckily, Aaron and Cody still provided y'all with an excellent episode, so we're just going to jump right into the middle of their conversation, no context. Uh, enjoy it. Cody. Aaron? Tell me, Why? man. Uh, tell me about the, uh, I hear that you guys got, uh, a pretty, uh, good cold snap coming in. Did you guys all, um, get sent <laughs> home? Uh, I hear I mean, it's just pretty fucking cold down there. What's going on? Sent home from where? I work from home every day. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> I just thought maybe there was some <laughs> snow that come in ice. I'm not, I'm not entirely certain. I didn't get uh, it. it's it's icy out there like the city shut down like my sister calls me yesterday and like ask if i can pick up her kids from school i'm like I don't know, my my mother-in-law she's out sick today so i'm with the kids today so i can't leave uh yeah so it's been daddy daycare yesterday mommy daycare today because uh britney is on aisd schedule austin school district so like they're okay. shut down down there so she's off so that's cool Okay. But, like, it's a pain in the ass. Like, you know, I can't go to the gym. It's closed. So I'm, like, freeze my ass off in the garage for right, a workout. Right. But, yeah, it's not bad. Like, it's not like the big snowstorm. I, so far, I think the power grids around here is all good. <clears throat> okay, yeah. so we're not going to have a return to that whole nightmare situation. So that's not too bad. I'm just not a big worrier. And I know it bothers Brittany if I don't worry that much. But I'm just like, eh, you know, it's going to be fine. I was on my radar <laughs> just to uh, to a small degree, uh, just because I, I I work with some folks down there, and they brought it up, and you like, uh, yeah, I'm sending all my folks home. It's a, this is what it's I need a to do pain for me. Ass. It's like 29. Well, right now it is 30, so that's good. Nope, nope, it's 28. My bad. Tomorrow, God damn it, more rain, motherfucker. You know what's Tomorrow. crazy is like some people think it's colder where I am than in in the south and like that cold snap is colder where where I'm at right now but like you have like more sustained cold like or chill I guess and plus you kind of at the mercy like you're off the I know you're off the Puget Sound which is inland but you still get a lot of that effect off the ocean I imagine we do yeah um like I was going to say though uh Back in December, we had that cold snap, and it came with some snow, but it also came with a lot of rain. And everywhere we went, it was like 
trying to skate on ice. It was it was pretty nerve wracking. So, you know, definitely been on the other side of those those freak ice storms. That's kind of, they're fucked up, man. They're like snow's fun, ice yes. is fucked up. Yeah, ice sucks. But like you're in Tacoma, so that means like people from Tacoma get it and understand it. But then you also have that military base full of assholes from around the country. Mostly the South, because that's who's gets that's who mostly goes to the recruiter, and they show up with their fucking Tacomas or giant Fords, like, all right, fuck, we can't drive in this. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's even worse than that, and I will say this as plainly as I can. When I walk out the front door today, could be the day that I get killed in a you know a driving incident. Like it's it's a no man's land. So you're like. Just everywhere you go, no man's land. Here's a question I've never really thought to ask you. So you're in Tacoma. How far are you from Port Lewis? Like, is there a lot of, in the sense of, is there a lot of crossover between, like, you're at your bar, hanging with your buddies, kind of looking like, you know, millennial hipsterish dudes. How often do you get, like, some dude in, like, a really dumb haircut walking in? Does that ever happen? Uh, very rarely. That's I'm what, pretty, okay, yeah. I'm pretty deep. But also, like, if if they're gonna have a clean haircut, um, I'm so far off the grid that it's like it's probably just like a dude that is a professional military member, to one degree or another, because it's it's also kind of a little more upscale. And like, I'm not trying to like shit on anybody, but it's just like, well, most guys, especially young guys in the service, are going to go find the place closest to post with the cheapest beer, and that's yeah. Not, and they're going to gravitate. Hanging out. They're going to gravitate towards clubs. This is not a club. Like it, yeah, like it's a craft beer bar. You know, they're like that, that was kind of cl- telling a dad joke and forgot what your first beer was. Kind of places <laughs> like they're not like. Double yeah. vodka soda with Red Bull, you know. Like, yeah, like there's not uh, like a whole bunch of just like chicks, so like you're definitely not getting some like 21 year old horned up fucking dude at Fort Lewis. I think it's probably the only reason my girlfriend is okay with me still going to bars is like there are no not, chicks where you yeah, go. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's just a bunch of dudes with beards saying like, oh yes, this IPA is a little <laughs> fresher than normal. <laughs> Oh yes, this is exactly the thing. These that are Marty the Cosmos hips. Hops, hips, Marty. Hops. Marty fears this more than anything, <laughs> and I yeah. can't wait for him to come out here and be like, "Hey, Marty, I'm going to take you to some freaky sex dungeon. It's going to be a beer bar." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Remember that episode of Last of Us? Oh yeah, they both got beards. They got beards here too." <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that too, dude. Yeah, I just love giving him a hard time because flannel like, beards. Male intimacy. <laughs> and it was beautiful. Nick it's Offerman. Beautiful. It's going it. to make you cry. That was. It was amazing. I'll, I'll I, say I, that. I almost cried, you know. So then uh, my buddy, JM's having issues. He'll join when he can, I guess. Okay. But, uh, well. Uh, we'll fill him in. Uh, okay. Hold on. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad we talked about that because I wasn't sure, like, how much actual crossover he had, like, your part of Tacoma versus wherever the fuck Fort Lewis is because I know it's not that far from Tacoma. Yeah, it's still pretty close, man. When I was living with uh, my best friend uh, a few months ago, or, or rather a couple of years ago, jeez, that's weird. Um, 
there was a bar where every now and again a, a group of guys would show up to kind of do their thing. Because some of those guys grow up and they're like, all right, I'm absolutely fucking done with Miller Lite. What else is out there? And like, you know, you, you know, craft craft beer nerds aren't just like college educated fuckers. They're, they could be anybody. That's that's kind of the beauty of beer. So like, yeah, you probably get some guys like I've got to get the fuck away from all these jabronis and their short haircuts and go find a place where like I can kind of let me be me away from that shit. Like, so maybe you get some cross pollination like that. Uh, did I ever, just... uh, did I ever tell you this story about, uh, so I was like 19 or no, I guess I'm 21. Cause I had my, I didn't have to like have use a fake ID. I don't think. So I'm like 21 and my grandpa was out camping on camp Pendleton so I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, I'll come out for like a week in the summer. So I flew out there and my buddy was assigned to Camp Pendleton. Like we gone to like middle school, high school together. Uh, he had dated my sister at one point. And you're like, oh God, let's not talk about that. But uh, Right. That, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's this guy I've known forever. Like we're, we're good friends. He's like, have hey, done, yeah. Have done that. And I did a security clearance check for him. When he went to go work for the state police department or the FBI, I don't know which, or it could have been somebody should have else. said no. This guy's a fucking piece of shit who puts pogs up his asshole. Uh, my dad threatened to break his throat. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm on. I'm camping yeah. at the beach at Camp Pendleton, which is beautiful, beautiful beach down there. Sounds and awesome. so then my buddy picks me up. We go back to the barracks. The barracks are super depressing. He's like a sergeant, but he's unmarried, so he has to stay there, like much like JM had to. And uh, he's like, "Hey, yeah, we're gonna go up these guys up to uh, Newport Beach." I'm like, "Okay, that sounds cool." So like, we get in some dude's fucking like Dodge Charger, of course, <laughs> and we drive to uh, Newport Beach. But every one of those guys has gone and put on like a USC shirt. They're like, yeah, yeah, like, no, like, chicks up there don't fucking, they don't want to fuck Marines, so we're going to tell them all when we go to USC. I'm like, sure, yeah, because people at USC have those haircuts. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so every one of those guys fucking strike out at this. It was a cool, huge bar up there in Newport Beach, but they all strike out, and uh, but on the way home, everyone's calling some girl back home, just like, oh, I love you. Can't wait to see you in a couple weeks. It's like, yeah, I didn't think y'all's USC shirts was going to fucking work. That's uh, just, I'm sure that's it. I'm sure you've been in very similar situations as a young man. Of course. And uh, I, I, I do not miss those days. <laughs> like, oh yeah, these chicks fucking hate dudes in the army. We go to USC, right? <laughs> or the Marines. Yeah. I, I just, I remember like trying to lie about it and it was like, all right, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm in the army and I hate my life. Like really? I there is no morale behind my eyes. I'm just like the tears are welling up cuz I'm like save me from this fucking shithole. Yeah. Like I want to kill myself, you know. Can you just shoot heroin at me so I fucking fail my next drug test? <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> Anything. And, and then sleep with me too because like it just has to happen one more time before I die. Yeah. You're just like, uh, yeah, was, no, that was, that was a very interesting experience. I'm like, oh man, like, dude, living in the barracks is, is weird. Like 
when when we had like uh some of the dudes with the heavy PTSD and the heroin, uh that was some weird times, man. Oh shit. So like they're in the barracks shooting up? Yeah, man. Oh with the PTS going on. It was it was wild. Um You know, it's just kinda like Cause that's one of those ones that stays in your system, man. Like you, your ass can get caught. Yeah, it's like, wild, dude. It's like in the same veins. Like I remember, like growing up, my dad, just, like, cause my dad was, you know, in of course, and he's just like, oh yeah, this this fucking idiot uh, popped top for coke. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like 14. I'm like, I've never done coke. I I know what it is, but I don't, I've never fucking done it. And he's like, like, oh yeah, it sucks, dad. He's like. Yeah, no, it's fucking stupid. Like, why couldn't he be an adult about it and do it, like, buff, like, 36 hours before he came back from block leave? Because it wouldn't be in his fucking system. Like, noted, cocaine goes out of one system fast. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> like, but, like, I guess that's, like, a tale's fucking old time. Like, these guys just, like, pop it off for coke, and you're just like, you know, like, if you just time it right, you're good. Like, if you did it on Friday and you don't do it again... Like, you know, after Bro, like Saturday like, at noon, you're square. Even you're tell you away. like the day before they'd be like, all right, guys, it's Thursday night. We know that Friday is going to be a pretty short day. Um, we're going to do the battalion run. It's going to be beers at lunch and then we're all going to cut loose. And that's going to be the end of the day. Right. Like you could go get all fucking tuned up Thursday night. Yeah. Knock out the battalion run sweat it all out and then be practically sober by 9 a.m friday morning you know what i'm saying so well yeah there's just so many ways of like you know skirting the fucking law and not getting jammed up but some of these guys are just fucking stupid obviously the you know the best decision would be to not do it while you're in the armed services <laughs> you know what's really strange about the guy that was was the problem child way back when was that guy was the only dude I had ever seen in the battalion that had his ranger tab and a sapper tab. And he was a buck oh, sergeant. Oh, dang. Those he, are... was a, he was a buck sergeant. He was at the end of the hall on the left. And, like, I think what you have to recognize when you go into the military is that you have to be it's like prison. You have to be prepared to kill somebody. And like, I was never in a position where I was prepared to kill somebody. And like, to be honest, like I should have probably been a little more militant, you know, towards like, like my platoon, because it's, it's an act of dominance psychologically and physically all of the time. And it impacts your, like your, like your sleep too. So when that dude, and I, I won't, re- I won't, re- I won't reveal his name, but like, yeah, that's fair. You know, like the dude had some pretty serious accolades behind him. Had been engaged in some pretty heavy um, situations. He was like super fucked up, man. You know, like it's it's hard to sleep. So those guys are, it's weird out there, man. Those junior enlisted guys, the barracks, the the place that they live, and then. The places they go are just strange in both terms of, like, I don't know, man. Like, kind of like going to those big, loud clubs with all of the, the music and, and 
yeah like oversensitization and then to go back to the barracks where it's like i don't know if i'm coming back to that one dude did he finally hang himself because i think he might have you know like it was just such a weird like it was insanity yeah, like, all the is time. Is this guy going to be hanging by a bed sheet with his dick in his hand or <laughs> Yeah. What? Yeah, that's before like the, the E4 mafia steps in. They're all like fucking cocaine ring like mafia Damn, of so the barracks. It was so weird, man. It was a fucked that up dude little place. Had a ranger tab and a sapper tab. That's some serious shit. Like that dude did like two of like you know, the hardest schools one could go fucking do. Yeah, I don't know much more about him. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yes. I had a drill sergeant who was a sapper. So I was like, it's big fucking like, yeah, I'm a sapper. And like, there was no, all the chants or marches and kings never about rangers or about sappers. You're like, okay, whatever. I like, what the fuck's a sapper? They're like, oh, it's like an it's like a really good engineer. He's good at blowing up barricades. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh yeah, it's Ranger School for the engineer. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm sure there's a application for it, practical. Uh but I'm, like I'm sure now it's just like Ranger School or it's just this like really intensive leadership slash combat simulation course. Yeah, so they had a guy that was um he was a Ranger Battalion guy. He was a twelve Bravo, so that's an engineer. So he had his Ranger tab, he had a Sapper tab, and he was deploying as a infantry slotted um NCO. Yeah. And he ended up getting killed, but he did get the Medal of Honor. <laughs> oh uh, wow. But um, the intention was he was going to go knock out the deployment. He was going to fulfill the NCO bullet or uh, uh, billet, come back, go uh, do the certification to get the infantry dev- uh, designation. So yeah, I, I always thought that was kind of like a you know an interesting uh, yeah, story. Yeah, that is nutty. Well, I don't know if James going to join us again because you now just said you lost everything. So... It's up to you. It's up to us now. Oh God, he's back. Shit, man. It's good to see you again. So basically, JM, you never talked about Caitlin the entire time. Oh, oh, we're we're to continue our discussion. Um, oh, we that is all. Well, I was holding out to like talk about this, like. You know, journeys of sobriety until you got back. Because we were just talking about, like, my question to Aaron was, like, how much overlap is there between living in Tacoma, being my Fort Lewis? Like, is he at his beer bar, his craft beer bar, and, like, a bunch of fucking, like, high and tights walk in? He said, no, that's great. You know, it's good. Yeah, no, that's that's nice, man. There were some dudes that would walk into the Mule Tavern every now and again, and, like, one night it was weird. You know, and I tried to say something like, you know, you guys shouldn't really be here. But this is like three years ago. And like, what kind of fucking authority do I have? I was going to say, know? I feel like you don't get to be the culture police there. Like maybe the bartender would be like, hey, these guys don't belong. And then like you step in, but like just unsolicited. I don't know, man. I think the bartender did 
hint at something, but you know, it was so long ago that I don't remember the details, but we'll just pretend that I was in the wrong and like, whatever the fuck, it doesn't matter. It's not a place I'm going to go to. Um, so yeah. All right. So a couple weeks ago, I think we have two similar tales to tell here and just mindsets. So, a few weeks ago, I texted y'all like, I'm doing dry January now. Oh, God, I got so fucked up. And I made it a week. I don't know, like abstinence. I have a hard time. I have a hard time with abstinence. I'm like, I don't have a problem. So I don't really need to stop drinking cold turkey. But also, it's good just to have like a fucking three day, four day, five day reset. So tell me about your mindset. Like, that's where I was like. I think I thought about going full hog rest of the month. Like, so it'd be like three weeks of sobriety, but then just like life caught up. I'm like, it's fucking Thursday. I need a glass red wine or I'm going to fucking explode, which I guess is probably also problematic. Uh, I only had one glass of wine. That was good. Hey man, if, if you can have only one glass of wine, then good. But for me, like, one glass of wine is easily f- just drink the bottle every time. Yeah, and you know we get caught up in that. Some well, I mean, I'm you know like a Brit- bottle of wine does not render me useless. I can still do all of my tasks. Like, does not really. Could you? Uh, but could you go on a bike ride next morning, eight a.m. Yes. Damn. Good. Yeah, for me, like. Uh, if I can do, we pretty much have a standing rule. Like if we go, cause we take the kids out. Like that's one of my favorite things that we do. And we've always done since they're little was we got, we get them out of the house. And for us, it's like, Oh, let's go grab a beer, whatever. And it's always a two beer max. Like we don't do liquor with the kids. When we're out. such like that. I'm sure two drinks is probably too many for most parents, whatever. But you know, we have a two drink. That's it. Boom. Done. And, you know, that's with the kids. Then when we're without the kids, there's still that built in. All right. Well, I mean, if you have your fucking fifth beer, just know tomorrow is not going to be great. And that's on you. So like, there's just this for, I'm just saying like my experience this is not for you, but like, there's this, like this added weight of, Hey, there's a, you have a lot of fucking responsibility and it's going to be really annoying when those kids are yelling dad down your face and you had five beers and four shots. Dude, so I'm, so I'm my not... suggestion is to have kids. No, I'm kidding. Don't don't defend until you're ready. <laughs> Do not defend until you're Some ready. of those things that you're talking about are, are the the same things that are, are touching me on the shoulder, but like from a holistic point of view and I mean I think the idea is you always want to like feel your best and Sometimes you don't feel your best if you've been like just hitting it hard for especially multiple days in a row, shit like that. Uh, so sorry, I'm I'm losing my train of thought. No, you're good. Because uh, uh, JM messaged me. Um, basically, so from a holistic point of view, my issue is that it's um it's a zero or it's like a bottle of wine and a couple of shots. You know, like, I think I could have, like, two to three glasses of wine, but they have to be 
supplemented by a certain amount of alcohol before I'm like, I am satisfied with my level of drinking. I'm good. So I kind of looked at that problem set and started examining it from the point of view of like my mood or my sleep, my motivation to do other things. Sleep after financial impact was a big one. And like, you know, things are changing on my end. Um, you know, it, it asks me to reevaluate how I feel in social situations, and I'm not really a, a social guy anymore. I'm, like, getting not necessarily reclusive, but, like, when the bar gets packed, I leave. Like, I just don't want to be there anymore. Yeah, and I don't not, think that's If it's not it's fun, fuck like, it and bail. Right, right. So, yeah. um... Like, if it's a better time hanging out Maddie at the house with a bottle of wine, then that's cool. Yeah, but, like, it can't just be a bottle of wine. It always has to be just a little bit more. So, like, from a financial perspective, from, like, a weight perspective, just cutting out that much drinking, and it's like, you know, I'm not hammered. Just it's time to, like, pull it back a little bit. Um, And while all the other financial stuff goes on. Things to think about. I fucking I'm not a big fan of Rogan, dude. But like when he was talking about the sober October stuff, I was like, if this guy that is uh this quote unquote uh highly evolved um dude, he's like that's that's his kind of thing, right? Like, I'm highly evolved, but I'm still he masculine, tries to be like you know? an elevated dude, bro, and I appreciate him for that. But why can't I adopt some of those things that are a net positive result? So that's really kind of like the inspiration is kind of like looking at it from that perspective where it's like, what is the harm that can be done? Oh. No harm, certainly not. Yeah, right. As for me, like, so my... is it a discipline thing? Is it going to be yeah, a discipline thing? Because that's a for me. Like, I don't either, and like, and I, I want to have a, a handle on that. Like, um, I have my discipline of like, I know, I know what my cutoff is, my kids, because like that shit just transcends. But like, I don't have discipline. Like, I could go four or five days without a drink, but eventually there's just gonna be like you know that sounds really fun i'm gonna go do that like i i, I will hit that moment of like squirrel <laughs> right <laughs> like, i'll hit that moment of like oh yeah i haven't seen david in three months and he wants me to come down the brewery like, hey dude on on that note you and i are so much alike where it's like i feel like i'm always catching up with somebody from way back when and there's like this backlog list of like really cool, interesting personalities that I get to go catch up with. Yeah. Um. So so I've always got a reason to go grab a beer. Exactly. But I'm not yes. like, <laughs> but I'm not getting hammered. It's just like, yeah, you know, uh, I went out and I grabbed a couple beers with a guy that I knew from, and then you insert timeline. Yeah. It's like, hey, Brittany, I haven't seen this guy in five years. It's like, okay, fine, go. And then eventually, it's like, are you making up these guys? <laughs> that's so funny dude uh i wish but for me like no i've met so many different people i i want to i want to continue to 
to make an impact on on the like i want well, i want i feel like people. those relationships you make are super important like uh, like you you just never know and i don't mean like in a well, financial let's paint like example. in a financial when I gain met way you, when i met you we went out of our way to schedule out to do the podcast stuff yeah you know like that's really rad dude you know yeah like it's like relationships are are you know in in market i'm i'm in marketing it's like like relationship marketing is typically a fucking slang for multi-level marketing <laughs> but i look that at relationships in truth. a way of um you know there's a lot of value in them like you know you see all these like dumb memes from like fucking small brain people like i keep my circle close and my like keep my circle small blah blah blah, blah. i'm like all right yeah i got you but like you're, you're fucking stupid if like you're just like closed off to the world like it's good navigating to have the binary a, way of processing your life has been like a key point of like therapy for me for years where it's like it's not just black and white it's not just like all these other things and we can exist in these like big gray zones and that's um that's probably just maturity or something but yeah, like your sobriety quest. I think, um, yeah, it's like like you mentioned, like Joe Rogan is like sober October, but he pairs that with a challenge of sorts. Like I know I don't follow it every year, but I know in the past years they're doing like hitting a certain amount of calories expended a day, hitting a certain number of minutes of a workout per day. Like that, that's usually what he like couples it with. So it's like, all right. You've cut all the bullshit out. What are you going to do with that extra time? And so that's kind of my question for you. It's like, all right, if you want to challenge, do this in February, which smart move, short month, love it. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do when you get home from work and like you want to blow off steam? What's, you know, it's, it's winter. You're probably not getting on your bike. Go to unless the you, bar and grab a beer. Unless you have the. Oh, in, fuck. Yeah, unless you have, like, the indoor bike thing, you know, like, so what What thing could you do that would also blow off that steam you got to build? Because, you know, we, we, we live in a world where, like, we're not fucking working all day. So, like, you, know, you, you got, we, we, it's all this high pseudo-anxiety that we live under. Like, you live under, I live under it because we don't have, like, life-threatening jobs. So it's like, oh, there's always fucking pseudo anxiety everything's stressful this deadline and so you need like that thing so like what's your thing gonna be yeah so i told my therapist i'd uh join a gym before i talked to her next and i had to talk to her soon like in okay. the next two weeks so that's kind gonna of, be what one kind thing. of gym we talking about here yeah so i'm gonna join the y like i'm okay. just gonna join the y and when the weather sucks i'm gonna go to the gym um i can set up the trainer I've also got my I've got like two different bicycles now and then on top of that I've got things that I want to go do on the bike and like that's like at the end of the month there's Chili Hilly in April there is um, the Belgian Waffle Ride down San Diego so I'm going to fly down San Diego a Belgian Waffle Ride that sounds cool like do you eat Belgian waffles you eat Belgian waffles and you ride a race that will make you want to kill yourself Dude, I've been trying. So I bought. I'm gonna do something super intense in April. It's a 70 mile ride, seven thousand, eight thousand feet of climbing, Oof. and 
I'm going to be in San Diego drinking beers, eating burritos, and recovering from that. It's technically called the Belgian wafer ride because that's the middle hard one. The big hard one's like 160 miles or something. Yeah. So you were saying something. Oh, I was just like, that reminded me that I bought the kids a tiny Texas waffle maker. So it just makes tiny Texas waffles. And it's one of the most annoying fucking things ever because I'm spending all this time pouring tiny bits of batter into these tiny waffles. I'm just going to drop the 40 bucks on a good waffle maker, I think. What do you like but, to put on that waffle? That's that's the question I would uh, pose to you, friend. Uh, mostly butter and syrup, but if I got them, some blueberries, bananas. Uh, peanut butter and syrup was my favorite when I was growing up. My, uh, my mother-in-law will like take it and like blend she's like she's like oh do you have any pumpkin i'm like yes i have this pumpkin puree i always have this on hand and she made like pumpkin waffles the other week anyhow yeah so back to this like health train so like i'm kind of with you on thank this you one. like um i know yeah i can be scatterbrained but i'm also good at bringing it back no i like that so this health train like i'm with you um i'm trying to run more like just like it's it's been harder, especially like this weather and like, I don't mind running cold, but like ice fucking sucks. Anyhow, um, for me in February, I'm either buying a skateboard or I'm buying this uh feed tub. And I want to start doing ice baths. So I'm probably going to do that. Like I, I, I'm really into this idea of the cold therapy. Wild. I've like, heard of this. Yeah, so like, I, like I, know, I think Joe Rogan's talked about it, but like, I've seen like Wim Hof do it. It's all over Instagram. Me and one of my brother-in-laws are like, he wants to like buy an old like deep chest freezer and then convert it into like keeping water cold year-round to save money on ice. I'm like, dude, like you're like looking for a unicorn. I'm looking for something utilitarian. Where like I can just for twelve bucks, like maybe once a week, go fill a thing of ice. He's like, "Well, you know, I want to do this three times a week." I'm like, "I'm not committed to anything three times a week. I make it to the gym three times a week because if I don't, I I could potentially fall into depression. Not like I will, but I could. And so for my mental health, which is super important to keep me going as a dad, a husband, uh, you know, my career." I hit the gym at least three times a week and I have to run once, but like anything outside of that, I can't commit to shit. That's like, a, I feel that. I feel that so hard, dude. <laughs> I can't I commit that. to shit outside of that. Like it's like, well, yeah, no, I want to do this three times and this three times. I'm like, dude, good luck with that shit. But like, <laughs> I'm like I, I cannot commit to doing a fucking ice bath three times a week, but I could definitely see it being like a Saturday, Sunday recovery activity where I was like, it's kind of a ritual. Like you get up. You How are you by, supposed to you stay go by the fucking things. ice? Well, I think you. It's progression, and I do need to. You're absolutely right. I need to go look up the science and like what that means. So, probably to, in me, in my mind, I feel like you first start off with ninety seconds, at least. I don't know. I'm look it up. I'll look it up. I'll report back. So that was like, a that was a therapy I wish I would have gotten into when I was in the military because there were some key have moments. Have you heard of cryotherapy? 
like the uh, not crying but cryotherapy like you get into like the tank and it's like a dry ice that goes in there and like drops down to like negative 250 well you do that for two I've minutes i've heard of that and okay. I, I i've done it quite a bit i like it like it i really feel the effects like it's like i have like just like muscle pain this shit just fucking wipes it out because it br- draws all your blood in and just like recirculates it and like works out a lot of that lactic acid and just soreness Wild. there's other benefits like the nba players do it shit like that so like i so like well, kind of same- makes sense because like in the wind or in the summer after a hard bark uh bike ride you know what i'd be prone to do it's just take a cold, a cold shower. shower. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And you're like, oh, my God, I feel so good, you know? And yeah, dude. When I was in the military, there was times where I'd get in the shower and come out, and I was like, my body's still sweating, and my yeah. my everything is aching, and you're like, I should I should take a cold shower, you know? I wish I would have. There's, there's just, a lot to be said just about that. Like, I know it can get into, like, some pseudoscience as far as, like, oh, yeah, really develop like your mindset of like mind over matter. Can you stay in this cold fucking water for five minutes? From that point of view, Which I'm I in. think that's cool too. <laughs> like I'm, From hey, the point, yeah, I buy dude, that. I I'm a huge fan of bro science, Damn. and that's why I'm glad James not on this pod anymore. <laughs> He'd be poking holes in this whole fucking thing. Oh, uh, poking he just, holes. He just loves his data. And, yeah, I'm like, and I don't know. There like, is I, I like data, data that supports like the cold stuff, where it's like it prevents muscle swelling, which impacts uh, muscularities, skeletures. <laughs> you're like, all right, I'm like dude. I don't know. It looks pretty rad, <laughs> <laughs> right? And like uh, it's cool. so like this uh, this tub I looked at. It's over at Ace Hardware. It's like a hundred bucks. I just go get it. Like it's also deep and pretty wide it's almost it, like it's bigger than my bathtub and so it's like oh yeah fuck yeah this is cool because i can use it for ice baths and i can also stick the kids in it over the summer for like a pool time like every year we get these fucking blow up pools and they kill my grass and they deflate and they get holes or is this like some thick ass rubber tub and yeah it'd be fine well don't they have like the the iron ones too, like the metal. They do. Um, Set up like one of those bathtub situations. I and it's think kind of the this same will deal. keep the water cooler longer. So like I'll do ice bath and then later on it's, you know, the kids can get in it type thing. Heard. Sounds Whereas good the me, metal man. ones, like they're going to heat up over time just because the metal, I can't think of the right word, just heats it up, I guess. Conducts. Conducts. Heat. That's it. Now to say, I say that there is a, uh, I'm sure you've seen like the trend for cowboy pools where they get this big ass stock tanks. They add in the filters and all that shit. Have you seen those? I'm not, but I believe that look them up, man. They're super cool. Like you can get like a 12 foot wide, like two to three foot stock tank pool set up in your backyard for like, Oh God, I think 2,500. Holy shit, man. Now, that is like so you just lounging cool. it. You're not you're not swimming laps. You're just fucking lounging it. Good for drinking a beer, hanging out with kids. But like you also have to like landscape. Like you gotta level out or build a platform that's level and all that shit. And I think they also have to like install some sort of power supply to your house to facilitate that. It's uh it's not a bad way to go. Seems like a cheap way to have fun though. 
Yeah. But it also looks nice, man. Because I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what the cost of a pool is up there in the you know the Pacific Northwest, but it's got to be expensive Texas, everywhere you go, right? Nuts now. Like it used to be, you can get like a forty thousand dollar kidney pool. Nowadays, that's a hundred grand. Yeah, that sounds about right, man. Um, something that goes into it is like just the permitting, which is strange. There's permitting, know? and you know, so there is that pool, but then you also there. Like, I know they're selling you landscaping around the pool, as far as like, like they're not just gonna like carve out a kidney and fucking shove the pool there. Like they gotta like build around it, and like it's like okay. Yeah, it seems like a really neat way to to spruce things up. Like, um, yeah, you can really like, you can really decorate your yard, landscape your yard around. All of a sudden, it's your centerpiece. You can build a privacy wall, then you start planning around it. All sorts of shit, you know. Yeah, so you could you could pull this into an urban environment, um, yeah. as well as as a rustic environment, and, and the whole rustic like modern farmhouse vibe is yeah, it's, uh, it's it's, what's it's hot right now. Then why do I like it? Is it cool? Seems like it. Oh man, it's basic as fuck, and I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna roll with it for a little bit longer. Um, what books did you read this month? Uh okay, so I read this is interesting, and you guys just like gave me fart noises last time, but I finally finished Ernest Hemingway's uh For Whom the Bell Tolls, and that was a fucking book like it was an absolute masterpiece it took me forever to read it just because it's it's just so dense it's heavier like there's just the subject material is so heavy but i'm also living in 2023 so like as i'm reading about something in this book i can also google it and then i'm down a wikipedia rabbit hole about the spanish civil war so it took me a long time to read this fucking book and then i and then from it was really great. Recommend it. Like, uh, just as far as it's, it's, it's a, you know, it, it, it's a perfect movie. It's a man on a mission and he falls in love along the way, but then the mission gets out from under him and, you know, it just kind of talks more and like it, to love, to truly love for four for like three, four days is worth a lifetime. Like that's, that's a big part of it. I don't know. It's, it was, it was a really good book. I understand why it's a big deal. I understand why people read in college and high school. I, I had not, I think only Hemingway I'd read before this was some short stories in college. And then maybe in high school I read, Oh fuck. What is it? Uh, farewell to arms. Yeah. I read farewell to arms in high school and that was really good too. But I that's, read farewell to arms as well. Yeah, and that's about Hemingway's experience. Well, I mean, it, there's a fictional character, but it's essentially about Hemingway's experience in World War One as an ambulance driver in Italy. Yes. And from there, I read a book called The Hollow Kind by Andy Davidson, and it's kind of like a Southern Gothic book set in Georgia, uh, just about like, fan- it's really about family trauma. It's a horror book about family trauma with also some like other supernatural shit, but it was good. And then I also finished up a book called hidden pictures. That was also about family trauma. I'm reading a lot of books about family trauma. Turns out, I think that's a very like 
present thing in horror, actually, what it's about. But yeah, it was pretty well, fucking I crazy. I couldn't put it down. It was crazy. Like, it was a very easy read. Like, these are both easier reads than um, For Whom the Bell Tolls. There's just a whole lot less, like, looking shit up. You're just like, ah, oh, you're just kind of like diving into the characters because they're, you know, they're going through a fictional thing. Whereas with Hemingway, I'm like, he was there. Like, how much of this shit's real? And you're like, oh, fuck, all this shit's real. This is nuts. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. interesting. Um, yeah, so I read three books. Yeah, you get you read anything? You good? Yeah, I uh, I finally subscribed to my first Patreon. Um, also started watching a really cool John Favreau show on Netflix, The Chef Show. Oh yeah, that's the amazing. Chef show. Boy, I watched um, the movie Chef. I've not watched the show. I've seen some episodes of the Chef Show, and it's good. Movie's fantastic. The show's fantastic. I like cooking, so it's yeah, same here. Dude, I it's roasted a, a chicken last night. Hell yeah, man. It was good. Hell and yeah. then today, I made a... Uh, yeah, it's in the chat. Like, I made a stock, and I made a soup, and then I ate that soup. It's fucking wild. <laughs> um, Add Pearl Couscous next time. Ooh, so what I did is I used... What the fuck are they called? Falafel? No. There's some, like, weird bow tie pasta. Noki? No, it's like a F A L A. Here, I'm gonna grab a beer while you research. <laughs> yeah, I look this up. Bow tie pasta. Fuck, I don't know. Farfully, farfully. So it's farfully, farfully pasta. Looks like little bow ties. That's all. Excellent. <laughs> so I threw that into like my chicken soup because the gr- fucking grocery stores are closed. So I've not been able to go to the grocery store. Turns out I should have went Sunday instead of like whatever. We- oh, we took the kids old Navy on Sunday. That's what we did. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. She went to the grocery store because everything's been closed the past two days. And uh, we'll see if it's open tomorrow. So it's like, all right, I'm going to make soup. What do I have? I'm like, okay, carrots, onion, garlic, celery. We got soup. Uh, Noodles. Fuck yeah. Farofels or farfalies. Yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic, man. It was good. Um, And if you've got flour, any type of milk or whatever, you could do dumplings in there if you really wanted to. On top of it, but you probably don't need much more than that. I've never tried a dumpling. Uh, I need. I should. Yeah. So trying to think for we wrap this thing up because it's probably yeah. a shorter one. Um. Yeah. So James not here. So fuck it. Last of Us. Let's hit that for ten. Dude. Um. My favorite. So part I'm of caught the up. Last You're caught up. Nick Offerman sends it. Yeah, and uh, God, the guy... I didn't realize that he had that much of a range. in White Lotus, and he's great, too. And, like, I knew right away. I was like, this man in the hole is going to be the man in his hole eventually. And I was right. I got that vibe Have you played the game? So I only played, like, a little bit of it. Like, as soon as they get... As soon as they get to, like, the high-rises, that's what I played up to. So after this... 
it's all a fucking it's all new to me, which is cool. I like that. I think you should jam. play the game along with it. It's it's actually pretty fun, the the story in the game. But what's really cool is in the game we all uncover that Bill or Nick Offerman is gay. Yeah, and so my buddy Alex texts me, he's like, Oh yeah, this is completely fucking different. Like like what's his name? Hangs himself because he fucking hates the other guy. I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad they did it this way because this is really tender and nice. <laughs> yeah, well, James' dad started watching it as well. Uh, he started watching the show today. Hey, Marty. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And um, he described it this way. He said, don't understand what good it does for the story. Other than that, it's uh, it's woke material, and I I do have some feedback for that. And to be honest, like in the game, the part about Bill and Frank that's really important is that like it was used as an accessory to accelerate the broader story, like kind of like here too, right? But yeah. what I really appreciate about The Last of Us as a TV show is, one, it's just going to be a different. It's an adapta- adaptation. But two, they're using this experience to shape the overall arc of the story. And I got a feeling like this is going to be one of the last happy moments we have for a while. And Yeah, they took that opportunity to like kind of just show the... Uh what it's like to be a survivor. So you have this guy who's a prepper or survivalist, whatever you or I forgot what he wanted to call himself, but um, he's out there and he's initially giddy that like, he finally has his opportunity to fucking run with it. Like the shits hit the fan. He knew it was always going to hit the fan. And so he, that was such a cool sequence. <laughs> the, so, the rock. And roll I was music. laughing. Like, oh my God, dude. Springsteen or something was playing in the background. Oh yeah, he's like he's got his guns workshop in the basement. Well, he had the, the feds he had the come boat in, on the thing. trailer, and I was like, "This motherfucker's about to go Kenny Powers in the lake." But nah, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't take the boat. I thought out. he was going to. I thought, I thought he was, was going to take the boat out. out. I, like, I, I thought for sure he's about to take this boat out and just fucking like go to the lake. I don't know. Yeah, just fish every day and get drunk. Just like yeah, just like take <laughs> this fucking boat to the cliffs and go cliff jumping. I don't know. Right, but, but like he just no, like, that motherfucker got right to work, man. He went right to work. Like he built an impeccable little system out there. That's great. But then love finds a way, just like you know, life finds a way in Jurassic Park. All of a sudden, there's a man in his hole, and then he becomes the man in his hole, and that's beautiful. Uh, I, I will, I will go on record saying like I don't appreciate sex sequences. That's what pornography is for. Uh, but uh, with that said, like I wasn't expecting Nick Offerman to get as close to another male as he did. And yeah, like he I was impressed. He committed. Like, he committed. Like, he I don't know if I could kiss a dude like that. Like I'm gonna pretend something else. As far as like Marty's feedback and it being like, what's the point? This is woke. Uh, to me, what I told Marty was, this is lived experience. These have. are these are real people who could 
experiences this way. Like it's not like when the shit is the fan, it's not going to just be straight people who survive. (laughs) Like there's going to be a couple gays that survive the shit hitting the fan. And this might be how they live. Like it's like they didn't, I would say I could give them some credibility to being woke. If that had somehow been just been shoehorned and shoved in her face, like, during the episode as far as like well finally we can love each other because they're not out there to stop us like that doesn't happen like it's not that at all it's it's two men at the end of the fucking world find themselves and they create a beautiful life for 20 years and that in you know inevitably leads itself to joel here's a fucking truck go to wyoming right yeah, I'm, I'm I, I didn't see it as show, I didn't man. see it as wokeism. I I really saw it just as it was. Um, you know, so many episodes, so many TV shows have like sort of like throwaway episodes that maybe they don't advance the plot that much, but they make the environment the show's in feel more lived in and real and relatable. And I think that's what this episode did. Obviously, at the end, we get our truck, so we now know Joel and Ellie can move this fucking story down the line. But the but it really sets it up as like, hey, this is what this experience of this uh, this you know cordyceps being out there and everyone's fucked up. This is what it could be like for anybody, any couple trying to make it. There it is. Like this is this is like the relatable experience and you see it and you're like, yeah, sure. That's, that's two dudes kissing and making meals and drinking beautiful. Like when he showed up with a case of Camus, Mike, I would do that too. I fucking love a good Camus. I can only afford that a couple of times a year. Yeah. It's, it's good fucking wine. You know, like it was a, it was a good apta- adaptation of the game in the game. You discover all of the clues that, yeah, I, I read into that. Yeah, that was so. It was a good way of interpreting uh, the source material. Um, I think the change in the source material was one for the better, um, and that's that's really for both like viewers, the gamers, uh, fans, and then also like, dude. Again, I honestly think it might have been the last happy happy episode we get for a while. Oh yeah, I feel like this whole right. Like they they're have in closure. a night, they're in a truck, which is good, but now they have to make it from Massachusetts to Montana or Wyoming, Wyoming, Wyoming. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking America to go through. Now you're talking about an America like today. That's a big trip. Now imagine it's the end of the fucking world and there's just bands of survivalists and raiders and near do wells and some good and some do-gooders but it's not gonna be an easy trip think of all the abandoned vehicles on highways clogged up after the shit hit the fan yeah i mean like watching the show has been very much like playing the video game um so i i really like the way that that um adaptation also translated so all of these conversations that they're having, all of the character building is something that is included within 
uh, the narrative of the video game. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun, man. I'm, I'm glad that you're liking it. Um, no, I, I love it. It sounds it's like good. it sounds like Marty likes it too. It's just there's there's certain parts that are going to be enjoyable for a certain demographic, and I will acknowledge like. For Marty's sake, I hope two dudes kiss every episode. <laughs> well, I, you know, to be fair, he was he was irritated with Joel when he didn't grab some of those grenades. So that's fair. I like, feel like Joel Joel probably did not grab enough stuff from that fucking bunker. Like that's that's absolute facts. Like that bunker. But also, once you have all that shit in the bed of that shitty S ten. I don't know. You don't want that like exposed out there. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I get it, ma'am. Look, but, dude, but uh, yeah, beginning. But that's funny that you mentioned that is when they get to that uh, like little tiny grocery store. He stashes. I guess that was an, what, what an M4. I'm assuming something like that. Yeah, he stashes that. He's like, there's not enough bullets for this. And they go to the one place and he knows he's going there. He goes to the one place. Well, there's definitely a lot of fucking bullets for that there. But I, I had told uh, Brittany, I'm like, yeah, I guess that makes sense in Massachusetts. But if this was still set in Austin, one could say I could go door to door and probably find some fucking <laughs> two, two, three rounds. Uh, well, I think what or five, five, six is something, like, you know, dude, I, I played the game and the game plays out like this. You I'm sure there's like next to no ammo ever. Yep. All the time. So I think like it adds to um, the realism in terms of like, well, what is an acceptable like caliber? Can we machine it in an age of like uncertainty uh, where machining could not be guaranteed? And then yeah. what do prices go for those machined items? You know, like. And the idea of like. There just being an abundance of like 38 rounds makes sense. I feel like that's one of the most popular calibers out there, along with like nine millimeters. So, like the 223 seems popular too, but like it does. That's the only part I was like, ah, I, I see a hole here, but maybe they're thinking that the military in like that quarantine zones accounted for all that shit. Like they've gone out and grabbed it all, stored it up. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's but again that's if they were in texas if they had been in texas i feel like it'd be like yeah yeah we're just gonna go door to door and get all the 223 we're okay <laughs> like i i don't know i i have friends who never even like sniffed a recruiter or the military and they've got fucking ar-15s yeah that's uh makes me examine the neighborhood differently but it's, uh also like dude, it's it's a weird fucking culture out here that's all i i wonder if maybe i should adopt some of those practices just for my own like peace of mind but like how far down the rabbit hole are you willing to go i'm i'm actually considering selling my ar-15 just because like i don't fucking use it it's dumb if i'm going hunting i, I have a 270 and i got some guns i gotta offload make my wife feel better put some money in her pockets whatever yeah pay something off yeah i have a, a, a fucking electrical panel that's 
with like 20% interest looming. That I was like, oh, cool. We're just going to five twelve grand for this. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, sounds like buying a bicycle, except like the electrical panel is a little more fucking important. Yeah, the electrical panel fucking, if if it caught fire, we'd all die, so it sucks. Sweet. Don't do that. I like you guys. This has been a good Aaron Cody. I don't think we've done this before, but it's been a good Aaron Cody episode. Well, I think we have. It's just been a while. It's been a long time. Um, Hey, uh, almost done with that five-hour Dan Carlin uh, Vikings episode. Dude, how good is it, though? Dude, it's super interesting. It uh, is. Like I got through that in like two, three days because I had nothing going on, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that fucking that just like there, I learned so much. I'm like this rips. Just the whole dynamics of like that ebb and flow of like Christianity pushing into Viking land and then Viking land pushing back, and just getting a better feel for like who really those people were and what was going down. His interpretation of the the source material is also super cool. Yeah, like he's got, he's a, got a he's got a good voice just to listen to. Like I can't describe it. Like if you thought of a perfect voice, it would not be him. But he's got just this great voice for history. Like he's able to inflect it where it needs to inflect. It's good. Mm. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. He's pretty good. He would he would make it on NPR. That's damn right. Well, look, man, I'll give you some of your time back. It was a really good episode. So probably better about JM, honestly. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Right? All right, brother. <laughs> All right, have a good night. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Oh, thank you, and we love you. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Uh, do our socials. Uh, Drunk Week Review at Instagram. Uh, I think JM's doing Twitter. It's like DWI. R E V U. Um I don't know. Fuck you. Good night. We love you. Good night. We love you.